the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Friday, May 25th. Time again for the ride home with John and Kathy. Coming up this hour, summer movies with Wade Bearden. Also, wolves in used clothing. Our guest is Wendy Alsop. You're on the ride home with John and Kathy, where gender distinctions still matter. <laughs> that guy. He's pretty funny. You fo- you uh, heard him. I followed him. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the uh, the Friday edition of the ride home. It's light out there today, isn't it? Oh, it's, Everyone's taking off. It's warm. And mm-hmm. there is, people are fleeing the workplace yes. all around Pittsburgh. I believe the three of us are the only one in the building here, in the entire building. I think so. It's Seven Parkway Center, high atop mm-hmm. Green Tree Hill. We welcome you and uh, thank you for being along. Hope that uh, you are ready to prepare and enjoy and um, honor those brave uh, men and women who've given their absolute uh, highest honor, giving up their lives for you and I and our freedom. Welcome. John, um, as I prepare for Memorial Day, yes, um, I feel like because we're the only three left in this building, mm. we could pretty much do whatever we want. Oh, yeah. Like I was thinking if we wanted to have like our own barbecue, like at this point. On the roof. I think we could. Mm-hmm. What about if we just do it in here? Just fire up the grill. <laughs> There's nobody around. No, there isn't. No, no one would even know. We could empty out the entire contents of the Word FM refrigerator. Just eat it yeah, but for talk, the next two hours. Talk about food poisoning. Yeah, I mean, that stuff in there. I'm not sure. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold classic on. Mike just came up to the window. Classic Mike is still here. Thank goodness. We so that, spoke too soon. Well, he, we can invite him to our oh, barbecue. Sure, he's part of the family as oh, well. No, he's four of us. I wonder if he has any baked beans in there. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, uh, when I went to put my uh, items in the Word FM refrigerator today. It's crowded. Um, it, it was crowded, and a can of baked beans fell out on me. A can of well, baked beans in it, the fridge? It was covered with foil, so someone was eating. Someone was like maybe good. eating them with a spoon. Like, who's doing that Really? Here? Yeah, and then they put it back in there. and Really? Uh, See, that reeks to me of last-minute lunch desperation. Yes. Like you're running out the door, mm-hmm. and you're going to go, wait, I need to eat something for lunch. What should I grab? And then you go to the – and there you grab a can of baked beans. And eating it out of a can, that's like apocalypse style. Yeah, that is. There should be something like lunch shaming. Yeah, Dude, you're not going to eat that, are you? You're really not going to eat like that, are you? Yeah, but since we don't know who it was, we can't shame them. Mm. Well, okay. Safe to say it wasn't management. No. Well, could have. No, no, they're not eating. No. Management isn't eating baked no, beans no. out of a can. I'll I mean, tell you that. You know, in between caviar and you know, escargot, they're not going to have no, baked beans. No, of course not. Please. They've all left early so they can go on their yacht. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Um, amazing day, if you follow the news. Oh, my goodness. Amazing day. John and I together watched the uh, video of Harvey Weinstein uh, being let out by police. What's shocking about this? You know, Harvey Weinstein. Is everything. Yes. But, you know, you think about the hashtag Me Too movement. This, in many ways, is the, 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 
the pinnacle, the ex, the exclamation point on top of it all, that Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein once the most powerful man in all of Hollywood for many mm-hmm. decades. And how many red carpets did Harvey Weinstein walk down where people called out his name and the paparazzi were there in full regalia? Today was the mirror image of this where he walked out of a, a booking station, a police station, and there were the paparazzi as he made the sort of backwards red carpet walk. Shocking. Really, it is. So he went to court today where apparently people said he looked dazed and he gave a, a, a wane smile, a faint smile, where he put up a million dollars in cash, surrendered his passport while agreeing to uh, be coupled to an electronic monitoring, monitoring bracelet. So this is uh, truly how the mighty have fallen mm-hmm. with Harvey Weinstein. His lawyer, Benjamin Brenfin, uh, spoke outside the court saying that, quote, Mr. Weinstein did not invent the casting couch in Hollywood, end quote. And so there he was, dazed and parading was that, around the was court. That, I don't think that's the best statement he could have made. No, of course not. So, oh, okay, right. <laughs> Where we forgot. Sorry, Harv. I mean, I feel like that's going to hurt his client more than help him. Mm-hmm. Of course he didn't invent the casting. No. Why are you even bringing that up? He just, for decades, fed at the buffet of the Hollywood starlets and the people who wanted to be part of Hollywood. And uh, he was happy to, to take advantage of that. But wasn't that an image of seeing someone who had such incredible power led out like that, powerless? Yeah. I mean, I, I was shocked by it. Well, that's democracy, really was. isn't it? Yeah. That's democracy in action. Yeah. That even the you know we all we have often talk about that that the powerful and the wealthy escape justice, but clearly it was on parade today. The weird thing was that as Harvey Weinstein showed up for this hearing, because he wasn't charged today, uh, he, you know, this was just part of the process. He walked into the priest the police precinct Friday morning, carrying a copy of Rogers and Hammerstein's bio, called Something Wonderful. He also was holding a book on uh, Elia Kazan, whose testimony in the House Un-American Committee uh, activities in 1952 exposed uh, communists in Hollywood. So he came into the police station like with reading material, as though he was ready for a long stretch. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't read that. Yeah. So he's reading the Elia Kazan book. The what? What is it? Yeah. The the report on the. Uh, on American activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also he had a, ca- a copy of Rogers and Hammerstein's Wait, so, bio. Okay. So he, okay, well, I don't, I don't even want to get into the psychology of that, but the second one. So what? So he's, he's likening this current moment to McCarthyism. Yes. Well, I, I mean, that's an easy link to make, but it doesn't make him any less guilty. I don't think so. I mean, if he wants to study it from afar and look at it as a theoretician, you know, go crazy. But the point is that you're still a perpetrator. It'd be hard to paint yourself as a victim in this instance. Don't you think? I don't know. I mean, how can you do that? Seriously. I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot to come to terms with. Yes. So you would imagine that many in Hollywood today are exalting in some way to see that. It's kind of oh, like sure. seeing the big bad wolf brought to justice. I got When I saw it, I, as I said, I, it was so shocking to me. But the other thing I thought of is, you know, this is sweet justice for people that were victimized by yes. him. And I, I was grateful for our country. There are people who live in other countries in the world where the rule of law does not apply. And they will never have a moment like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're fortunate. I know that there are many victims. I know it's a horrible situation. But at that one moment, I thought, you know what? 
we still have a criminal justice system that works. We sure do. Hey, uh, speaking of the movies, our, our guest after we take a break is going to join us, Wade Bearden. We're going to talk about Memorial Day movies and yeah. what's out in the theater. I want to ask him about Infinity War, but he's not allowed to tell yeah. me anything, right. anything, no spoilers whatsoever. You know, I, I hate to bring this up because I've been chastised in weeks past, but what time is it? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's 12 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour on a Memorial Day weekend. Wow. And truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. <laughs> Thank God it's Yeah. Let's take a break and come back. Okay, we're doing the movies. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Memorial Day edition. We get some great guests for you today. Stick around. WORD. To honor their service. Remember, the enemy is training just like you. The least we could do. But for 200 years, he's not who you are. Is tell their story. Defend our freedom just like a lot of other people have before us. This Memorial Day. Duty. We remember. Honor. 101.5 Word FM. Country. W-O-R-D. Rendezvous with destiny. Keep our local armed forces members in your prayers. 101.5 W-O-R-D. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, let's start a conversation. Call me, Mike Howard, General Sales Manager, 412-937-1500. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. At Kohl's Memorial Day weekend sale, take an extra $10 off when you spend $25 or more. Get swimwear for the family starting at $15.99. Flip-flops, just $9.99. Beach towels, $14.99. And this weekend, you'll get $5 Kohl's cash for every $25 spent. Thursday through Monday, only at Kohl's. Select styles offer valid May 24th through 28th with promo code SERVICE10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education in which solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. In the summertime when the weather is high, you can stretch right 
Hey, welcome back. It is the Memorial Day show here at the end of the uh, work week on a Friday, right before the long holiday. So with that, uh, who doesn't want to go to the movies? I right? do want to go to the movies. My wife was so excited. She already sent out a drive-in ask. I saw that. I got it yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're ready for the drive-in. I can't wait to go to the drive-in so that I can sleep in my car for two hours. <laughs> Wade Bearden is with us. Wade is the co-host of Seeing and Believing, a film and TV podcast that searches for the sacred on screen. Wade's also a writer, a pastor, and an adjunct instructor at Southwestern Assemblies of God University. Wade, welcome back. How are you, sir? John and Kathy, it's so good to talk to y'all. Thanks for inviting me back on. Thank you. Always good to have you. Okay, we're excited to hear all of your recommendations on what we should be doing, of what we should be seeing at the theater this weekend. But I'm going to ask you first, have you seen Infinity War? I have seen Infinity War. Okay, now you have to tell me what you think without giving anything away, not one thing, not one little thing, because I haven't seen it yet. Well, that seems to be the conversation that people have been having with me. It's like, hey, tell me about it, but don't actually tell me about it. (laughs) Right. That that could be difficult. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll preface this by saying I'm I'm a fan of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's some great films, most recently Black Panther, that's now streaming. You can watch it. It's uh, also available on Redbox, and I thought that was great, Civil War, good. I liked Infinity War in some instances. Mm-hmm. I think it has a strong first half. It's, it's pretty scattered. We got a lot of different characters, and I don't think the movie quite makes it work. Oh. I will say this, though. So many, so many people I know really love this movie, and it, it's got all of our favorite comic book heroes from the Marvel Universe. Uh, so I, I think, I think it's interesting. If you like the MCU, the Marvel right. Cinematic Universe, I think you'll at least find this intriguing and entertaining. But ultimately, it just didn't quite make it there for me. Mm, okay. okay. So yeah. I'm not too worried about it because I'm well, not he, part of it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like superhero movies. Like it's some sort of lowbrow no. thing. He's looking down because he's living in his elite like film world. But wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, there's been a bit of an overload here of superhero movies in the past couple of years. Is, that's fair enough to say, don't you think? I, I think so. And yeah. I think that the superhero genre has to be careful because it kind of falls into the same tropes and the same cliches. Yeah. And even even a good superhero movie like Black Panther or Spider-Man Homecoming, it usually kind of at least hits that cliche territory towards the end. Mm. And so you can almost predict where it's going to go yes. and how it's mm-hmm. going to go there. Right. But I mean, so. that's why you go back to your favorite restaurant, because you know you like the food. Right. That's what I'm saying. But how much fettuccine Alfredo can Listen, you Listen, it doesn't have to always be fettuccine Alfredo. It can be something different, mm-hmm. but there's something comforting about the thing right. you like. The superhero movies. Okay, so uh, I'm really <laughs> most interested, Wade, in um, the Han Solo, the uh, new Star Wars film. Have you seen that? I have seen that, and I I liked it better than Infinity War. Okay, and okay. It it's it's hard because it's a film that has these these built-in issues with it before you even go in, and it's the big one is someone else plays Han Solo other than Harrison Ford. No, oh. and I I think the actor Alden Ehrenreich does a fine job, but it for me a big Star Wars fan, it it is really difficult to get past that. Oh. I will say this though a pretty entertaining film all around. And Donald Glover plays Lando. He does a fantastic job. A lot of great scenes, some great sequences. I I think it it does deal with the issue of someone else plays Han Solo, even though Aaron Reich does a fine job. And we kind of know where Solo's character is going. 
So there's kind of that built-in tension that's a little bit evaporated just because like, okay, we know he's going to get to a certain place Mm -hmm. because he shows up at that place in A New Hope. Mm -hmm. But it's a really entertaining movie. I I like it a lot, and it's definitely a step above, I think, many, many summer blockbuster films. Okay, good. I'm going to go see it. All right, great. I'll go see that. All right. So uh, what's been out there that you kind of go five stars all the way? This is really a a must-see. Anything out there in the past month or so we should know about? You know, it's been kind of a dry season Uh uh with Infinity War, and you've got things like Deadpool 2 and Solo. I, I haven't seen a movie that just sent it over the top. I am looking forward to First Reform by oh, yeah. Paul Schrader. I have not seen that movie yet, but it's about a pastor who is ministering to a congregation that's just kind of dwindling down to nothing, and he's faced with a crisis of faith. And those, those films are the films that I, I really just enjoy. They speak so much to me, being a pastor, but also speaking to religious and spiritual themes in film. So that's coming out in select theaters this week. So it might be that some of your listeners have an opportunity to check that out. I haven't seen it, can't recommend uh, recommend it, but a number of people that I know that I trust say it's it's something uh, very unique, pretty special. Excellent. Uh, it's being touted, first reformed the movie, as one of the, maybe perhaps one of the best films of the year so far. Um, but like you said, it's been a bit of a dry season. What's interesting to me about the film is that it stars Ethan Hawke, and it's yes. um, Paul Schrader, who is, you know, he's got his, his DNA is taxi driver, so it's not necessarily, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is not the, uh, the, um, the pinnacle of Christian filmmakers that we're used to seeing this is an unusual uh, assembly of talent yes and schrader grew up in a christian home uh parents were calvinist and his films deal with deep religious questions taxi driver very religious Uh, he has another film that he wrote for martin scorsese called bringing out the dead a number of religious themes in those uh, in that film as well so I, I'm interested in where this is going. It, it's always fascinating to see church, to see spirituality and even spiritual doubt tackled by someone who doesn't necessarily claim to be a Christian. And I think sometimes that allows me to see my faith in a different perspective mm-hmm. and hopefully come away with encouragement or or at least come away with maybe a deeper understanding of my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Wade Bearden is with us. He's the co-host of Seeing and Believing. It's a film and TV podcast that searches for the sacred on screen. Wade's also a writer and a pastor and an adjunct instructor at Southwestern Assembly of God University. So, Wade, as we brought you on, we were talking briefly for a second about um, drive-in movie theaters. Now, uh, mm-hmm. this is something that I grew up on, uh, I grew up with. And so at least once a summer, we revisit our dwindling number of local drive-in theaters and and kathy's been part of this as well mm-hmm. yeah this is what happens is i pay the admittance fee and i go in and i say hi to everybody <laughs> and we talk and i have a little snack and then 10 minutes into the movie i'm gone pretty much I, I, <laughs> so, I, so i've paid like nine dollars so that i can sleep outside in my car <laughs> you know i i have two kids and i would pay nine dollars for a nap yes very well very good very good so wait what part of the country do you live in so i live just outside of of houston we do have a a drive-in theater nearby and i go i go periodically it is a little bit different if 
if I'm watching a movie that I really want to concentrate yeah, on yeah. and just hone in on, it's not the probably driving. not the thing. But maybe something like Solo or Infinity War, I think, is a good pick for, for a drive-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the drive-in. It's just sort of a throwback. And a lot of people just you know don't do it because they, they don't know about it. So it's, I, I always mm-hmm. just think it's recommended if you get a chance to take the family out to the drive-in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Look it up. It, it's a fun experience. It really is. Yeah. And it gets you outside, even though you're outside watching a film. So it's kind of it contradicts itself. But it's a lot of fun. And it's community driven. I, yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah, going to friends point. and family. Okay, okay so point. wait. So what about the small screen? Because, you know, I mean, holy smokes. When you, I don't know about you. I'm sure it's the same feeling for everybody. When you go online and you look at, you know, your your Netflix queue and your Amazon Prime queue and all the different avenues. I mean, We're it, so it's, spoiled. It, it's, it's so overwhelming. I mean, it's really unbelievable, isn't it? It is. And there are new television shows coming out on Hulu or Netflix every single week. Yeah. And it's difficult to keep up. And so I, I like to do some searching and digging before I start a show because I don't want to start a television show yes. and get five episodes in and be like, oh, I just wasted you know, five hours. Right. And so there's so much. There's one that I started uh, watching recently, almost done with it. It's only four episodes long. It's a Netflix original, and it's a documentary called Evil Genius. I saw it. I loved story. it. Yeah. It's, it, it's well, set near y'all, Erie, Pennsylvania. It is, yeah. And if, it's, it's, it's a movie that deals with, or it's a documentary that deals with a violent, a number of violent crimes. And so some of the characters are rough around the edges, but if you do like true crime, it's definitely an interesting pick mm-hmm. and digs into some deeper themes, themes of truth and <laughs> depravity and, and all of those neat little questions that are important for us, especially those of us who are religious. And so that's, that's one of the picks this week that, that I think uh, people who are interested in true crime should, nice. should check out. Evil Genius streaming on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. And there's also a show for families I don't know about young children, but maybe a little bit older children. It's the Lost in Space remake on oh, yeah. Netflix. And I watched through that, and it's been out for a little while now. But it's a pretty entertaining show, and okay. it's extremely well made. Uh, so I, I always appreciate high-quality television shows that you can watch with you know, your teenagers, mm-hmm. your younger teenagers, older children. So Lost in Space is something else that I would recommend. Okay. Excellent. Good. Great. Um, what about, uh, I was taken with the preview. I want to go back to the theater for a minute. I was taken with the preview of Isle of Dogs. Um, yes. And then John went to see it, and he loved it, and I then did. he loved it so much he decided to go back and see it again. Which is rare. Okay. So I've seen it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen it once, and I appreciate Wes Anderson, Me the too. director, uh, writer of Isle of Dogs. I felt like it was made extremely well it didn't hit me emotionally no. like i thought it would and I, I so with that film i appreciate the craft. the workmanship the craft but it it didn't quite make it but it's still a good film and i encourage people to go see it because it's one of those movies that we don't see too often no. and there's a lot of love put into it mm-hmm. and so it's it's definitely one that i would recommend even if it didn't quite make it there yeah and i mean it's you could see it with as someone who's 10 or 12 years old. Yeah, of course, of course. And and I, I appreciate those films. And, and films that you can see with 10 or 12, and it, it's not it's not something cheap. Right. And uh, so those don't come along too often. Okay. Right. Okay, um, last question for you, Wade. Um, 
John and I have been tracking these classic movies that are showing up in the theater, like for one, Sound of music. Yeah, for one day or two. So one day last week, yeah. or was it this week even, The Sound of Music was out. Right. And yeah. so I, tell, do you know why that's happening or who's engineering that? Or, you know, I, and I would love to take advantage of that, but I don't know when, it, when that stuff is coming. One thing to look up is uh, Fathom Events. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put on a number of different screenings in theaters, and it could be an opera. Uh, also classic films, and that's something that you could look up. Uh, TMC, has, uh, the, the, the channel, is also putting on films. And so Vertigo has been out this year, uh, Sunset Boulevard. And I, I like to go to those because mm-hmm. how often can you see a classic right. movie made before you were born on right. the big screen with yeah. an audience? So I would check out Fathom Events and TM, uh, TCM uh, and... I think that you can find some showings in your local area every every couple months. Very nice. There's something more memorable, I have to say. I mean, I don't go to the theater much, but for the shows I've seen in the theater, you just remember that you experience it in a whole different way than you do on your television. Exactly. It's right. just all there is yep. to it. Well, and they so? released Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the Spielberg film last year, yeah. on theaters, kind of a restored version. I know they're releasing 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, a version that was restored by Christopher Nolan. That's being released this weekend in certain parts of the country. So definitely ones to check out. With so many movie theaters, you have more options now, and, and that's, that's pretty special. Very nice. How's your movie pass? Did you buy one? I'm using MoviePass, and I, I love it. It works great so far. Yeah. I, I worry about how long it's going to... Me it too. can't last before. for long. There's no way. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. That's yeah. right. But soak it up while you guys have it. But every time I use it, while I, I get anxious. It, it. Yeah. Wait, well, thanks an awful <laughs> lot. So, yeah, it's it's great. Thanks so much for allowing me to come on again. Yeah. It's all pleasure. Always. Wade Bearden, co-host of Seeing and Believing, film and TV podcast that searches for the sacred on screen, writer, pastor, and adjunct instructor at Southwestern Assembly of God, Wade Bearden. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Crump from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick of Pittsburgh. Want to hear an amazing story? Hi, it's Mike with Bible League International. Lally is the village witch doctor in Madagascar, Africa. She had never heard the name of Jesus until Hobie brought the gospel to her remote village. Lally would come to place her faith in Jesus Christ, receive a Malagasy Bible, and use it to make much of God. How so? Well, she read the story of Zacchaeus in Luke 19 after becoming a believer, would go to those he misled as a tax collector and make things right. Lally, in the same spirit, would go to dozens of families she misled through witchcraft and urge them to follow Jesus. Guess what? Hundreds do today, but they live where they cannot access the Bible in this remote part of Africa. But guess what? You can send it for $5. Bible League and Word FM have set a goal to send Bibles to 5,000 Christians in Africa. $5 sends a Bible. How many will you send today at 800-670-9110? 800-670-9110 or give at wordfm.com today. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, 
Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com There's a girl in El Salvador who dreams of becoming an engineer. There's an elder in Uganda who dreams of having a community to call his own. No two dreams are the same. Help one person achieve theirs at Unbound.org. Mainly clear and warm tonight, the low 65 degrees. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. It'll be very warm and more humid. A couple of showers and thunderstorms in the area in the afternoon and into tomorrow night. High tomorrow, 84. Sunday, we'll see a couple of more showers around along with a thunderstorm. Staying very warm and humid, 85 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. So good. Isn't that good? Name it. Sly and the Family Stone. Bingo. Oh, yes. Good job, Kath. That was a guess. What year? Um, 1973. 1969? What do you think? What year is that, Mike? I'm saying like... Oh, look, oh, look, we're waiting with bated breath. Okay, he doesn't know. Okay. Oh, he doesn't know. All right. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Fabulous stuff. Slide in the family stone. I'll Google it. All right, good. Hey, uh, I was talking to my, uh, uh, actually, it's my youngest kid's last day of high school. Oh, my gosh. Today. Yeah. And so I said to him, hey, we should go to the pool over the over the weekend. weekend. And he was like, I'm not doing that. Because we had like this neighborhood pool, this community pool. I'm like, what? What are you saying? Come on, let's go. It'll be, it'll be fun. He goes, why don't you want to do that? He goes, oh, I might see somebody who knows me. That is a really, really healthy response. I like it. <laughs> I go, uh, no doubt. It's like everybody we know. And he goes, yeah, that's why I'm not going. I'm like, what? Are you, you know, what, of ashamed sudden, of yourself? Or you're like, why are you so weirdly self-conscious? I, I don't know. I just don't want to see them. And then I want them to see me. <laughs> Good. Well, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend hiding okay. out in your closet. Hi. My son, the hermit. Okay. Very nice. Uh-huh. Anyway, happy Memorial Day weekend to you as we get underway. Well, even if you wanted to be a hermit, you wouldn't be allowed to be a hermit if you had an Amazon Echo. You've got that right, which we do have one. We, do you have one? No. Why not? Because it creeps me out. No, it's fine. No, it creeps me out. Right, and a- after today's news story, I think you should be even more creeped out. <laughs> CBS News reports that an unlikely quote-unquote, string of events, prompted Amazon's Echo personal assistant device to, get ready, Mm. record a Portland, Oregon family's private conversation and 
send the recording to an acquaintance in Seattle. <laughs> the company said Thursday. Uh-oh. Yes, a woman told CBS affiliate KIRO-TV that two weeks ago, an employee of her husband contacted them to say, I think your device was hacked. Oh, no. He told them he had received an audio file of them discussing hardwood floors. <laughs> Thank goodness it was just that. Yeah, what if it would? I right. can't even think Finances about it. I can't even you, think about it. Fill in the blank. I can't even think. In a statement Thursday, Amazon confirmed the woman's private conversation had been inadvertently recorded and sent. Mm. The company said the device interpreted a word in the background conversation as Alexa, a command that makes it wake up, and then it interpreted the conversation as a send message request. At which point Alexa said out loud to whom yes. the statement said, at which point the background conversation was interpreted as a name in the customer's contact list. Alexa then asked out loud, contact name, right? Alexa then interpreted background conversations as right. The statement continued, as unlikely as this string of events is, we are evaluating options to make this case even less likely. Yeah. So the family has several echoes in their home mm-hmm. using them uh, to control the heat, the light, the security system. But two weeks ago, uh, this customer received a call from the employee in Seattle who reported re- receiving the audio of their conversation. I mean. Okay. What if, what if, like, it would, hi, um, I think your system's been hacked. Really? How do you know? Well, uh, I just got an audio recording of you and Harvey fighting. Mm, like, yeah. what if it was, uh, what if right. you were like going at it, screaming at each other, oh. and then that file gets like sent to your boss? Right. And, or maybe it's, you know, someone you're working with and they go, well, I'll just share this with everybody else I right. know or whatever. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, your personal life is out on the internet. Oh my gosh. Right. So this family said, well, they contacted Amazon prompting this investigation, which sounds to me pretty sketchy. This investigation. Well, yeah. yeah, because the only thing they've done is label it unlikely. Yes. So the, the woman whose conversation was recorded said, I will never plug Amazon Echo in again, and I'm asking for a refund. Amazon's main home assistants like uh, the Echo, Echo Plus, Echo Dot, each equipped with seven microphones and noise-canceling technology. Uh, Amazon and Google are leading sellers of these devices. So Amazon offered a similar explanation, which you just gave back in March after people reported Alexa laughing at random times in their homes. Alexa laughing? Okay, that's like a horror film. Just watch that video. It's creepy. Yeah. A what? Of Alexa laughing? Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird, right? I would never Uh, get one. Ever. uh, Ugh. I have one. Now, there's a, there was a film I saw back uh, maybe late 70s called uh, The Demon Seed. With that sounds like, I'll tell you what, I'd like to watch that for Memorial Day. The, I mean, I, I remember it very clearly because I was living at the time uh, in Beckley, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I was working as an actor and had this day off and there was only one theater in town. Mm-hmm. And that's what I went to see. Demon Seed. It starred Julie Christie. As a the demon or the seed? No, the Julie Christie was at at the beginning of the film a pregnant mother with her husband out of town, like away, like like in a different. The setup is so atrocious. She has the baby by you know by herself in the hospital because her husband's like in a foreign country on a business trip. She comes back home and this this Alexa like device controls her home and keeps her prisoner and messes with her and the baby. That's horrible. Yeah. 
Kind of like that, yeah. Really? I mean, that really was back terrible. like late 70s. So now here's science fiction's caught up with itself. Okay, so does this make you want to get the heck rid of your Alexa? Not particularly. You're crazy. No. Why not? Why? Because what a couple of things. I mean, um, I'm not doing anything or saying anything that's nefarious. Right. So everything you say in your house, you'd like Mike and I to be able to receive audio-wise on our phones. Can you imagine getting... (laughs) Can you imagine... A file? Yes. Of like you and your wife arguing. I mean, that would be so horrible now that's an impossibility first of all because we don't argue i just want <laughs> right. to i just want you to know that. right right okay mostly you'll get a, a like a, a video file an audio file of us talking about you know our favorite grilled cheese sandwiches right you hope it's your favorite that's grilled a- cheese sandwiches <laughs> you might get a, you know an audio of me going come on you guys pick up this mess or something like that and go well it's being kind of rough i don't know i'm gonna keep it it's just a weird thing i it i, I like the benefit of it which is hey alexa what's the weather uh, hey Alexa, play some Buddy Guy. Hey Alexa, play well, like it's some... so hard to look up Buddy Guy on your phone. I don't have to. I just have to ask Alexa to do it. Yeah, except she's spying on yeah. you and sending the information. Yeah. She cares about your privacy. All right, I'll look out. I'm fifty thousand watts. Just remember, radio station. you invited her into your house. I did. Yes, she didn't break the door down. Okay, uh, who's up next? Wendy Alsop. And can't wait. Wendy Alsop's going to talk about what happens when we distort the word of God ourselves. That's next. Right home. WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new music. New New music from Josh Wilson. Dream small. So dream small. Don't buy the lie. You've got to do it. How Could I Be Silent by Katie Hurst. How could I be silent? And Pittsburgh's own red letter hymnal with new life, new vibe. I'm talking about the new life. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. The big buzzword in ministry today is on being missional. Perhaps your congregation is looking for ways to do just that. But before you think about going overseas, there is a population right here at home that is ripe for the harvest. Let's just say they're a captive audience. Consider starting your church's own prison ministry team by partnering with Kairos Prison Ministry. Since the 1970s, Kairos has effectively trained teams of men and women to reach the prison population for Christ, as well as the families of prisoners who are doing time on the outside. New teams are being formed now in the western Pennsylvania area. Your church has an opportunity to make a real difference, but a word of caution, once you see the life-changing transformation God brings through you as a Kairos volunteer, you'll never want to stop. This could be your Kairos moment. Call 412-368-6691 to find out more. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. Hi, this is Tunchokin. Kick off your Memorial Day weekend with me and my good buddy Craig Wolfley on Saturday, May 26th at the Great Lawn across from Heinz Field for our 16th annual Walk for the Homeless. The fun begins at 8 a.m. and ends with lunch and festivities. Money raised that day will benefit Light of Life Rescue Mission, an organization that provides food, shelter, and hope for Pittsburgh's homeless and hurting. There are many ways to get involved, form a team to walk, become a business sponsor, or volunteer. For more information, visit lightoflife.org or call 412 412- 
258-6128. Hi, Tom Bodette. Scientists tell us that Earth is overdue for a huge solar flare. Bad news, it'll probably fry our electronics and technology. Good news, we'll all get a spectacular tan. Well, a good place to hunker down for the looming sunpocalypse is Motel 6. You'll get a great low rate on a great room under a roof and save more for other stuff like sunscreen or a nice big hat. Well, I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Or maybe not. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School. 412-242-8886. Just Pay Half Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com to save money now on Pittsburgh restaurants, events, and family fun activities. Just Pay Half has over 100 Pittsburgh restaurants offering half-price deals. Take a vacation to Myrtle Beach or Outer Banks at half price. Get $25 worth of delicious pizza from Vicelli's for just $12.50. Kick off your spring with half-off carpet cleaning from Sears. Take a helicopter tour of the city with stellar copters for half price. Get all this more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Then down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk hotter than a match here. But tonight it's different world. Go out and find a girl. Wendy Alsop is with us. Wendy's the author of Practical Theology for Women the gospel-centered woman, and by his wounds you are healed. Wendy began her public ministry as a deacon of women's theology and teaching at her church in Seattle. She now lives on an old family farm in South Carolina where she teaches math at a local community college, is a mother to her two boys. She also writes at her blog, gospelcenteredwoman.com. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Wendy, we're so excited that you're here. And you've done so much good writing over the last couple years. I mean, I just can't figure out why we haven't asked you to be on the show before. But we're so glad that we finally connected here, um, especially in regard to the news from the Southern Baptist Convention over the last couple weeks. And this week's, um, I I was shocked, announcement that Paige Patterson um, has been moved out of his position into what he's going to be, theologian in residence, is that right? Emeritus, something like that. Living in a nice house with his wife on the campus of the uh, of the seminary, but no longer in charge of it. So, Wendy, um, the reason that I have really fastened myself to your writings and appreciate them so much um, is that you've written a lot on biblical manhood and biblical womanhood. Um, but your particular lens that you see things through is the scripture itself. And so, without trying to read your particular opinion into what the scripture is or your particular culture under, cultural understanding, you're trying to read the scripture first and then figure out what it's actually saying so that we can reform our culture. So first off, talk about that perspective and how different it is than a lot that we read today. I think we often don't realize um, the culture that we project onto Scripture, and in particular, a lot of the resurgence of the conversation around biblical manhood and womanhood, without realizing it, had a very 1950s Ozzie and Harriet view of culture, but not um, an understanding of culture and the context in which the scriptures were written, which to me, if you get the context of um, 
the the culture in which it was written, you have a much richer, deeper understanding of this cohort that God created man and woman to be, how intricate their need for each other was, and how one couldn't function healthy in healthy ways in the body of Christ without the other. Mm-hmm. But we, we have lost that, and, and, and in projecting onto biblical manhood, this, this phrase biblical manhood or biblical womanhood, and, and projecting onto it 1950s American culture, Western mm-hmm. culture, uh, we just we have misread so much and lost so much of the really deep, rich meaning of what this was supposed to, to empower us to do. For our listeners that haven't followed the Southern Baptist Convention story, without going into all the details, Wendy, I think it's um, important to say that uh, Paige Patterson, who was the head of one of the flagship seminaries uh, for the Southern Baptist uh, denomination, um, was found to have said 20, some 20 years ago, um, some things that would lead you to believe that he thought if a woman was abused in the home, she should stay there. Uh, and her submission to that abuse was something that would honor God and would hopefully turn the heart of her husband to Jesus. And so therefore the whole abuse situation would end up being worth it. Um, he also made some, um, overtly sexual comments about young girls and all of those things, you know, mixed in the culture in which we live led to him being removed from his post. Now, Wendy, what you've done is something that I really haven't seen anyone else do online, and that is not just look at the the immediate moment and him being removed from his post, but going back and looking at what he and his wife have been writing for years and seeing how we arrived at those audio tapes. Yeah, I think that sometimes um, in our critique, especially Twitter, the Twitter critiquing universe, we um, often will jump on out-of-context snippets or temporary missteps, and we won't give people the opportunity to correct. And that is something we should guard against. Um, and even Paige Patterson and his you know, un- non-apology apology kind of alluded that these things were out of context. This is not the norm of his ministry. But when um, he and his wife have in their study Bibles and their commentaries um, institutionalized some stuff, and I I felt like it was really important Mm -hmm. for us to understand what they do and do not stand for. And and let's put away out-of-context snippets, and let's look at the the body of work that they have put out, and they put out a great deal. Mm-hmm. And so, their views on this. so when you then talk about the process, you went back and looked at what in what kind of detail? I've looked at um, their study Bibles, um, but what I focused on in my blog article was um, their their commentaries. And uh, Dorothy Patterson, along with their sister in law Rhonda Kelly, have worked in cohort for a while, and I found the commentary was a particularly helpful to understand what they really do believe. They put it out pretty explicitly mm-hmm. um, there. And, and so, and so, Wendy, without going into the actual scripture, scriptural um, instances, because I, I'll post those online and our time on the air is short, okay. talk to us about what their conclusions were. Their conclusions was that um, in, women submitting in oppressive situations was uh, uh, it, it fit God honoring biblical womanhood, like imperfection before the fall. Vashti should have submitted to the king's order to parade 
around his cohorts. And, and, and the other one was Naaman's slave girl, that Naaman's slave girl embodied godly biblical feminine submission. And so really what they do is they conflate um, righteously enduring oppression with um, biblical feminine submission. Mm, right. And, and that's just disturbing and downright wrong, and, and it needs to be called out. It's, it's not right, but it, it's consistent through their writing. So, so Wendy, here's what, you know, the, the, the forward thrust for me is, though, these writings have been out there, these mm-hmm. study Bibles right, have been out de- there for decades, and they've been purchased yep. and read and studied by countless thousands of people. And now we're calling this out and saying, wait a second, so what about all those people who, who read and purchased and went along with the study, and they nodded their heads and said, yeah, th- this, is, this is good, sound biblical teaching? Yes, it's disturbing. It's disturbing, and I think that folks need to give an account. I will say, we haven't always paid close attention. I've, I've paid close attention because I've, I've lived under the results of ministries that haven't. But um, it hasn't always been on folks' radar, and now, thankfully, it is more. Yeah. Um, and I, I have known that others have pointed out these problems, but at least in the Southern Baptist Convention, they got labeled as, um, you know, liberal, progressive right. deniers of right. Scripture, which is very unfortunate. Right, and that's the problem. So instead of actually debating what the Scripture is saying, the people who were opposing this type of viewpoint were just tossed out and said, look, you're just leftist, you're progressives, you're going on with the, you're the spirit of the age, and, you're, right. you, know, and you don't have a, uh, an allegiance to Scripture like we do. Yeah, this is a problem because the Pattersons have set themselves up as gatekeepers for submission to the authority of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And this is a big burden of mine because I want to tell other friends, look, actually, when you read in Scripture, you're seeing what I'm seeing. It doesn't actually say this, and you're not denying Scripture for saying so. Yes. Okay, so then what happened this week with Paige Patterson essentially stepping down? The Southern Baptist Convention made this public, but there was no sort of um, forward public apology or correction, and the teachings will continue, and the Southern Baptist Convention seems in no way anxious to sort of make a clarification of where their teachings stand. Is that true? Well, I wouldn't say the Southern Baptist Convention as a whole. I think there's a very large portion of Southern Baptist leaders who do want to make a distinction, but there's clearly another group that does not. And in fact, there's a biblical association of biblical counselors who are having a conference on abuse at Southwestern, and um, I'm concerned about it. I I hope that maybe they'll do, do better going forward, but there's... I don't know how without repentance. I mean, we, yep, we I are couldn't agree more. for repentance. Yep, I could not agree more. I said to John when I saw that Paige Patterson had stepped down, I said, if there is no repentance, this means absolutely nothing. But when I read that right. piece that Al Mohler wrote yesterday, I thought, now that's what we need. That was right? That is what right. we need. Yeah. We need a person to come forward and say, you know what, we have really lost our way here, and we need to get right with God, yeah, and we good. need to take some time and step away. Wendy, we're so glad you were able to join us today. Thank you so much for your uh, allegiance to the Scripture and the way that you're so clear-headed about it. We appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. Wendy Alsop, gospelcenteredwoman.com. You'll find her on the web. Take a break. Come back. we got lots more ahead. The Friday Memorial Day edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Yeah. 
York and every corner of the city Till I'm wheezing like a bus stop Running up the stairs, gonna meet you on the rooftop But at night it's a different world Go out and find a girl My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about, it's just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds, with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With a hundred hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus. 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Crump from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at Man Up Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.org, hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. I got my first real six string, rolled it out the five and done, played it till my fingers bled, was a summer of 69, great song. This is Brian Adams at his best. Yeah. 1984. 1984. Well, we have to hear this, though. Okay, sorry. Isn't that fabulous? Makes you... It makes me laugh. Oh, I also kind of gives it. me chills. Yeah. It's kind of cheesy in a way. Mm-hmm. Best days of my life. Um, hey, listen, uh, for Pittsburgh art and history lovers, the city's publicly owned art and war memorials have become a little easier to find. Hmm. Uh, Wednesday of this week, the city's planning department posted its online city's art collection, a public art and civic divi- design division initiative, which provides an updated inventory of all Pittsburgh art. 
The collection contains mm. a searchable set of tools to locate and identify these art pieces and war memorials in various neighborhoods throughout the city. The tools can locate works all over Pittsburgh from the North Shore's Korean War Veterans Memorial to a plaque in Highland Park honoring Mrs. Nathaniel B. Hogg, the founder and first regent of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Daughters of American oh, Revolution. All right. Yeah, so if you're uh, out and about this Memorial Day weekend and you want to check out what's around you as far as war memorials, Mm -hmm. it's easy to find on the City of Pittsburgh website. Well, fantastic. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. I also, this news story came uh, up, and this is from a couple of months ago, but, you know, we never talked about it on the air. And I just read a follow-up piece today that... um, the Marine Corps Colonel Lorna Moloch has been nominated to serve as the first black female brigadier general. Cool, very the cool. The Marine Corps Media Office said she was nominated by the President and Defense Secretary James Mattis announced the nomination a couple months back, and uh, she's currently the Operations Director of the Operations Plans, Policies, and Operations Directorate at the Marine Corps. Congratulations to her. A brigadier general, get your act together there. Sharing the word that changes the world. WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump says the United States is talking to North Korea after he canceled a planned summit with Kim Jong-un. 24 hours after pulling the plug on the Singapore summit, the president is now leaving open the possibility that he and Kim could still meet even on the original date of June 12th. We'll see what happens. It could even be the 12th. We're talking to them now. They very much want to do it. We'd like to do it. The president told reporters that everybody plays games, suggesting that the back and forth between U.S. and North Korea is simply posturing. White House correspondent Greg Clugston reporting. Disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein was arraigned today on sexual assault charges. He arrived at a New York courthouse, appeared before a judge to hear the charges was led away in handcuffs to the police station where he was booked and posted a $1 million cash bond. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. You know how it is. You wake up and you either feel like saying, Good morning, Lord, or Good Lord, morning. Hey, this is John Hall, and I have to ask, if the second statement is more like you, why on earth haven't you tried my pillow yet? I've been talking to you about it forever. I'm telling you, once you try it, you'll fall in love with it right after you fall asleep on it. And since you're a kind and sharing person, you're going to want to share that gift with someone else, right? Of course you are. Good thing Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Use the promo code WORD. You'll get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere Pillows, which are great for travel. Plus, my pillow is the only pillow that comes backed with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Call 1-800-961-9207. Enter the promo code WORD or visit MyPillow.com and enter the code to get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals, but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. 
Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeal Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities, and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know, my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. Mainly clear and warm tonight, the low 65 degrees. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. It'll be very warm and more humid. A couple of showers and thunderstorms in the area in the afternoon and into tomorrow night. High tomorrow, 84. Sunday, we'll see a couple of more showers around along with a thunderstorm. Staying very warm and humid, 85 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Friday, May 25th. This hour, name one person who both Robert Mueller and James Comey worked for. That's right, it's Paul McNulty, and he is our guest coming up at 510. Later this hour, remembering the sacrifice of those who keep us free. Our guest is Peter Kellner. Dr. Kellner is currently the Chair for Character Development at West Point. Thanks for joining us on this Friday afternoon. Here's John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon to you. It's the Friday Memorial Day edition of The Ride Home. And quite honestly, other than Kath and New Mike and I, there is no one, and I mean no one, in the entire building here at 7 Parkway Center. I believe that perhaps in the entire Parkway Center complex, which is like a thousand buildings... I don't think there's anybody in any of them. Parking lot's empty. Mm-hmm. We're here, though. Do you know mm-hmm. how many refrigerators we can raid? Oh. Yeah. I never thought of that. There's a couple even in the studios right now. Oh, yeah. Good friend. yeah. There are a lot of snacks we could have mm-hmm. if we were just you know bold about it. Yeah, but however, you don't want to eat someone's leftover lunch on a Friday afternoon. No, listen, and I opened the refrigerator today, and what fell out, literally fell out, was an open can of baked beans with a piece of aluminum foil over the top. <laughs> that is not good. That is so Yinzer. That, that's not. It sounds like a survival episode it somewhere, does. right? You know, I mean, all I was expecting to see inside right. was like you know a, a white plastic spoon that right. had been like gnawed on one side, exactly. and then sort of like uh, in the corner, here comes a grizzly bear. Oh, be careful! <laughs> it's like you know, but there's campfire last night here. Not good at all. Not good. Hey, um, what time is it? Your weekend, John, (laughs) (laughs) has begun. Okay. All right. Six minutes past the five o'clock hour. It seemed like Friday to me today. I didn't get my act together. It's clearly Friday. I got the holiday, you know, 
Mind fog. Mm, very nice. It's Friday. It's it a long is. weekend. I'm very, very, very good indeed. It. Yes. Uh, thanks to uh, all the veterans, all the, the brave men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice. That's Memorial Day, uh, the beauty and, the, and the, the hardship of it all. But we are here because of that sacrifice of all those men and women who gave their lives for us to, to live free here in this country. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we are able to do because of their sacrifice is to say what we're going to say. And, you know, we have a freedom of speech and sure we, we love the fact that we have it and we want to encourage it even in those who oppose us. Um, this is, you know, a land of liberty and yep. we want to keep on doing that. Uh, however, so, sometimes you read something in a daily publication and you think, really? What the heck is going on? Now, I've talked about what this before. What planet are we on? Okay, so um, I first started to read the New York Times back in 1976. And I've read it, I'm, I'm sure, if not daily, I mean, 99% of that time, you know, those 40 plus years. I just, this has been my newspaper of record. And I've gotten to see on a front row seat, the strange, twisted, um, liberal politics of the New York Times. It, it, in some ways, it's become unidentifiable to what it is right now. I still love the paper, but from time to time, not from time to time, but daily, it prints articles, and I think, really? You thought that was all the news that's fit to print. Today in the front page of the New York Times, the headline read, Would you go to a Republican doctor? (laughs) And this is a serious, a serious journalistic endeavor by uh, two writers, uh, Tali Sherratt and Cass Sunstein. And uh, here's here's the weird thing. Uh, Ms. Sherratt is a cognitive neuroscientist. Okay. Mr. Sunstein is a law professor. Suppose you need to go see a dermatologist, the article begins. Your friend recommends a doctor explaining that she trained at the best hospital in the country, regarded as one of the top dermatologists in town. You respond, how wonderful. Do you know her? Your friend's answer, we met her at a Republican convention. Now, knowing a person's political leanings should not affect your assessment of how good a doctor she is or whether she is likely to be a good accountant or a talented architect. But in practice, does it? So recently, the authors conducted an experiment to answer that question. Our study, done with the researchers Joseph Marks, found that knowing about people's political beliefs did interfere with the ability to assess those people's expertise in other unrelated domain because if they're stupid enough limited enough to be a republican well clearly they're going to be a lousy doctor in our experiment we assigned people the most boring imaginable task to sort 204 colored geometric shapes into one of two categories blaps and not blaps based on the shape's features We invented the term blap, and the participants had to try to figure out by trial and error what made a shape a blap. Unbeknownst to the participants, whether a shape was deemed a blap was, in fact, random. Oh. First, the participants received... That's a very frustrating Very much so. The participants received feedback about whether their answers were right because answers were deemed to be correct at random. The success rate was around 50%. Well, that's stupid. This whole thing's crazy. So they also observed uh, four co-players. I mean, it just goes on. It's a ridiculous sort of ingestion of political posturing to try to make a point, the New York Times is, about the, the, um, what? The integrity of a Democratic candidate or Democratic doctor versus a Republican doctor. And quite honestly, in the conclusion, it goes absolutely nowhere. 
So I'm not quite sure why they chose to print this in the front page of the New York Times. That was not on the front page. It was. Mm-hmm. Would you go to a Republican doctor? Yes. It's on the front page of the New yes. York Times. Here's, here's how they send us. Our right. results also suggest harmful consequences of political polarization. Suppose the people no trust those who are politically like-minded, even on subjects on which they are clueless. Suppose that they distrust those with different political opinions on non-political issues on which they have real expertise. Expertise. If so, the conditions are ripe for a host of mistakes and not just about blaps. I think it might be a slow news day at the Times. Would you go to a Republican doctor? Okay, I can tell you this for sure. Me choosing a doctor has absolutely you, zero, zero to do with how they vote. How do you know and why would you care? If What, what if you had to go and have a heart transplant and right. you found out just before you were under the knife, oh, this is a what, whatever, you know, you right. find anathema to your political taste. Right. But here's where we are. I think in our country and especially a lot of our discourse is that we're so convinced that if you are a member of my team, that you are okay. Right. Okay. And you are, you've got it. Yeah. You got, and not only are you okay if you're a member of my team, but you're also smarter and you're more capable because all of those other people on that other team are dumber. They're not as uh, capable. They're not as educated. And they probably make bad choices in all the rest of their life. And I think, shockingly enough, less emotionally able to understand the way the world works like I do. They have less empathy, less compassion. Mm -hmm. And I think that would run across the board whether you were a Democrat, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Right. That's what bugs me the most. Listen, this that is a poisonous way of looking at the world. Is that your somehow your team is able to uh, be a living example of all that is good and right in the world, and the other team is just an example of everything dark and bad. How did we it's get just here? Infantile. How did we get here? Is it? Oh no! This is. Look, I remember you know way back in politics. I don't think it's ever been vilified like it is right now. No, I ever. agree ever been vilified and we talked about this during the obama years it seemed bad then it's worse now mm-hmm. i think far. it is i think it is worse now and i'm I, I don't i think a lot of it is because of the public personality of the president i know that has a lot to do with it but it also has to do with the number of people who absolutely refuse to this day hashtag not my president you know so yep. i think there's fault on both sides you know i'm going to go to a um to a, an event uh, like a, a high school reunion Shortly, sometime in early June, yeah. And um, you can take me a new mic. No, I'm not. I'm going to leave. No, no, I think I think we should go, Mike. Don't you want to go? Yeah. No, I'm not going. John. Now, here's the problem. I I have purposely avoided friends of mine um, on Facebook and Twitter because they are um, aggressive in their political Mm. leanings. Oh yeah, I usually avoid people like that. So much so that I have – now, this is kind of weird for me. I, I rarely do this. I have unfriended <gasps> – I've unfriended someone who is unrelenting. Unre- it's like a dog at yeah. your heels. And I was like, I don't need to read this. I don't want to – you know. and I like the guy. I like the guy. But I did, and I, I, I'm going to bump into him. Mm-hmm. And he knows that I have, and I kind of have to go, I'm sure it's going to come up. Now, wait. Do you know who unfriends you? I'm sure he knows. How do you know? I, I just know he does. You don't know that. I don't. I don't know. think you know who unfriends you. I think he knows. I don't think you know. No. You know why I know? Because he's asked to friend me again. <laughs> uh, okay. He knows. He knows. 
And I'm not being a jerk or anything. I just like I don't want to go there. I'm t- I don't I don't need it or want it. I don't want to hear not. it. Of course not. That's all. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to understand the American culture and what's going on in Washington. And so speaking of, we turn to the one man we know who has supervised, get this, both Robert Mueller and James Comey. Whoa. My guess is if he's on Facebook, he's not unfriended them. <laughs> Right? He's a reasonable man. I don't think he's on Facebook. Paul McNulty is with us next, the president of Grove City College, talking about his 30-year career in D.C. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new music. New New music. New music from Mandisa. Good news. Faith, Hope, Love, Repeats by Brandon Heath. And Joy, Trump for King and Country. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. You know, it's hard for us to say no or wait. Hi, it's Mike with Bible League International, and what a joy for me to be in studio last week on the two days of hope, sharing what God is doing in Africa and giving you the opportunity to become a Bible sender. We're holding open the floodgates because there's a great need for Bibles in Africa. We know we can't solve this for every Bibleist Christian on this continent where Christianity is growing fastest in the world, but where it's very, very difficult to get a Bible in your own language. But together, Bible League and Word FM have said, let's solve Solve this for 5,000 Christians. What if we don't? Well, we'll need to circle back to them and tell them no or wait. And that's hard knowing they've prayed many years for a Bible. We want to be able to say, those Bibles you're praying for, they're coming. All it takes is $5 to send a Bible. Would you be generous and call 800-670-9110? 800-670-9110 or give it wordfm.com today. This month, drive in the spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. (sighs) That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com 101.5 WORD is now available on ChristianRadio.com. You no longer need to hunt for us in the vast wasteland of the Internet. Live streaming on the Internet and via the free mobile app, ChristianRadio.com. If God has birthed a vision in your congregation to reach more people for Christ, then I'd like a minute of your time. This is Tom Lemon. General Manager of Word FM. You see God moving through your ministry. We see Him moving through the ministries of this radio station. It's our desire to expand the amount of local programming that we air on Word FM. And that's why we're meeting right now with local pastors who are passionate communicators of God's Word 
Pastors who deserve a wider audience. You may qualify to fill one of the limited openings we have available. Alongside outstanding national preachers and teachers like David Jeremiah, John MacArthur, and Charles Stanley, you'll be in great company. If the Spirit is calling you to expand your influence, I want to invite you to pick up the phone and call 412-937-1500. Ask for General Manager Tom Lemon. I'd love to discuss your broadcast future here on Word FM. That's 412-937-1500. Do you ride the Bible bus? Dr. J. Vernon McGee's incredible Bible bus through the Bible. It's a journey from the beginning to the end of the Bible, and you can say thanks for the smooth ride. It's Letter Month at Through the Bible, and they want to hear from you. Share your story of how the ride has changed your life. Don't miss the bus. Write your thank you letter to Through the Bible today at wordfm.com slash letter. wordfm.com slash letter. Are you struggling in your marriage? Giving each other the silent treatment? Do you feel hurt? You can save your marriage. Hope Restored, a marriage-intensive experience by Focus on the Family, provides in-depth quality counseling care that will make a difference in your life and your marriage. Call 1-866-875-2915 or go to HopeRestored.com. That's HopeRestored.com. about you but you know each day there's a a news story that has something to do with the russia probe that's being run by um by robert Mueller, and there are tweets from the president and you know there's accusations of fake news and there's accusations of collusion and the no collusion and then the president's continually saying you know there's been no proof of collusion without really ever knowing what robert Mueller's found because he hasn't really released anything and then of course james comey keeps sticking his head up especially in the book that he released a little bit ago and I start to glaze over a little bit. It's an awful lot. It's hard to keep track of the particulars, not because it's so difficult, but because I just get emotionally tired by it. Do you ever like that? Well, and then I think, what really is going on behind the curtain in Washington, D.C.? So we're going to go to someone right now who has been behind the curtain in Washington, D.C., behind and in front of the curtain. That'd be Paul McNulty, who is the honorable ninth president of Grove City College. Now, prior to returning to his alma mater, prior to returning to his alma mater, um, Paul McNulty uh, worked in Washington, D.C. for 30 years as an attorney in public service and private practice. In 2005, the United States Senate unanimously confirmed Paul McNulty to the position of deputy attorney general, the second in command at the the United States Department of Justice and the chief operating officer of the department's 100,000 employees. Paul McNulty also served from 2001 to 2005 as the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia, was a leader in our nation's response to the terrorist attacks of September 11th. Paul, welcome back to Word FM. How are you, sir? I'm fine, John. Nice to be with you and Kathy. Thank you. Paul, I can tell you for certain that you're the only person I know who supervised both Robert Mueller and James Comey. (laughs) That may be be true. All right, Paul. So um, first off, let's talk about Robert Mueller. Your association with him, when did you first meet? We met in 1990. We both worked for Dick Thornburg, a a good Pittsburgh fellow, Yes. um, at the Department of Justice. Uh, Dick Thornburg was Attorney General and 
Bob Mueller became the head of the criminal division, and I was the director of policy and communications. We worked together every day. Talk about Robert Mueller as a person. Well, I have high regard for Bob Mueller. You know, his um, record is amazing. He was a war hero in Vietnam. Uh, he um, served his country uh, at the Department of Justice as uh, a U.S. attorney, as the head of the criminal division, later uh, as the head of the FBI. He actually was in private practice after the first Bush administration when he and I were first together and went into private practice and left to come back to um, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., just to prosecute homicide cases as a line prosecutor. Hmm. Uh, he's that kind of public mm-hmm. servant. So I have a great deal of respect for, for Bob and, and uh, believe that uh, he acts with integrity. And were you surprised when he was named the special prosecutor? Well, not really. Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, the job that I used to have, had to find somebody who had that kind of reputation. And um, and so when Rod reached out to Bob Mueller, um, I wasn't surprised by that. I also wasn't surprised that Bob accepted the call. I knew he probably wasn't too happy in private practice after he left the FBI and uh, would be prepared to uh, serve yet once again. Now, I will say that... Um, I think Bob Mueller has allowed his investigation to be perceived as having uh, some political taint to it because some of the folks on his team have connected to uh, Democratic um, associations and so forth. And I think Bob probably has um, um, not done the best he could to kind of keep that perception from existing. But I do trust that Bob Mueller uh, acts with uh, the best of intentions. So, Paul, people often talk about the idea of six degrees of separation, that all of us are connected through at least six relationships to each other in this country. Now, I'm sure because people look at Washington, D.C. as a uh, sort of a, a smaller hub of power, those six degrees, especially at the higher levels of power, have to be one or two degrees of separation. And such is the case with your friendships and association with James Comey, Comey and Robert Mueller, right? Right. I mean, at the Department of Justice, um, many of us, um, you know, have worked together over the years and serve in different positions. Uh, there's only so many people who want to do that kind of work and um, make the sacrifices necessary to be a part of it. So uh, you're absolutely right, John. Uh, we get to know each other over the years and we serve in different positions and go through a lot of experiences together. All right, so is that helpful, or or does that, is it just become too inbred? Well, I don't think it becomes inbred, because I think we do have some principles that um, serve to make sure that the Department of Justice, I'm speaking specifically of that institution, um, operates uh, in the appropriate way. And so experience is a very good thing, um, because much of this is about judgment at the end of the day. And as long as um, folks are prepared to uh, follow the basic principles that are connected to the criminal justice system, I think the fact that um, they have these professional associations really doesn't um, undermine, you know, public confidence or 
for okay. uh, the best interests yes. of, of the public. And so there's Robert Mueller. You describe him as a war hero. He was in the service to the government, left that government position into private practice, came back into government service again. Uh, clearly a, a man of integrity and passion, wanting to do the right thing and to serve this country of ours. Let's switch gears and, and talk about um, James Comey. Um, head of the FBI, um, much maligned over the past couple of years, the work with the FBI, the whole Hillary Clinton thing. We're not going to prosecute. Talk about James Comey as a man. Well, Jim Comey also is somebody who's um, honorable. He served as a prosecutor of organized crime in New York City and then left and came back to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Virginia. That's when I was actually his boss because I was the U.S. Attorney for a number of years and Early on in my days, um, he was uh, one of the prosecutors in the office, then became the, the U.S. attorney in Manhattan. He was deputy attorney general before I was deputy attorney general. I, I know Jim very well. I think he acts with, generally speaking, um, uh, good intentions. I think he's made some uh, misjudgments in some of the things that have occurred, and, um, and that's been really the subject of public attention. doesn't seem to me to go to the core of, of who he is and how he um, has acted over the years, but I think that the issue of providing the memos to his lawyer friend at Columbia University, who for purposes of getting them to the media, uh, the issue of, of um, the FBI uh, making a decision about the Hillary Clinton prosecution, those are judgments that, um, especially in the latter case, it's a judgment that uh, it's hard to make, but I uh, I think that um, people have good reason to raise questions about mm-hmm. this. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Paul McNulty, the ninth president of Grove City College for more than 30 years. He served our country in the nation's capital in various capacities. So when we think about James Comey and we think about um, what we have, you know, when we first saw him come into the into the public um face it was when he was saying we're not going to prosecute hillary clinton and then little did we know that he was going to end up being you know on our televisions and on our computer screens a lot over the next year plus um do you feel like james comey just became a victim of his own frustration um feeling like you know the wheels were moving too slowly and he had to take matters into his own hands or how do you see his actions well he found himself in the middle of some you know really difficult times especially in dealing with President Trump, and I think he did want to have an opportunity to tell his story. Um, and the circumstances he was in, um, even prior to the Trump election, were really complicated. So um, it's not unusual for somebody to sit down and try to put together their um, memoir and, and have it out there. Um, some will criticize him as being uh, too um, uh perhaps exposed or out front in his um, attention or his uh, the media he's getting, and, and that's another judgment that he's making. But I think that the, the biggest issue that um, he faced was when, uh, after investigating the matter involving um, Hillary Clinton's emails, um, actually taking the decision to not, or making the, the decision not to prosecute, instead of letting the Department of Justice make that call, hmm was um, a real uh, divide in the road that uh, uh, resulted in a lot of different consequences. So, Paul, when Kath and I or any of uh, our listeners right now are hearing this conversation, when we look at the news and we're reading a paper or checking out uh, online or whatnot, 
you know, we're we're just counting on a reporter's knowledge and um, sort of a work to try to peel back the layers of the story. When you read the news, you look at it different because you know these men as honorable men, your own words. And so the way you look at the situation clearly is much, much different than the average person will look at. And is it fair to say that you have confidence that the right things are being done because your friends and associates in power and government right now, you know them as good and honorable men? Well, I think it's a fair way to... um describe it. I, I certainly do have confidence in a number of the key players and the history they have of trying to do the right thing. Um, now, of course, when you're removed from the situation, you don't know all of the facts and what might be um, an important detail or uh, distinction going on right now. So, for example, uh, Congress is putting a lot of pressure on Rod Rosenstein to turn over documents in order to understand more about what motivated the Trump investigation. And there's a long history of not giving confidential information to the Hill. And um, and so I'm sympathetic to Rosenstein and DOJ and resisting some of that. But on the other hand, it could be there are some, there's some information that would be important for the public to know. And so I'm with the rest of the public and wondering uh, what's there and um, is the department making the right judgments about what it's agreeing to show and what it's trying to withhold? We need to take just a short break. Paul, can you stay with us for a few minutes, please? Yeah, sure. Well, thanks so much. Paul McNulty, the president of Grove City College, is with us, continuing our conversation about the, the halls of power in Washington, D.C. Stick around. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Mack, for King and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. Plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adamson, Abdul Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Four jam-packed days of music, as well as inspiring worship and teaching on our new worship stage, where the Word of God is shared in spirit and in truth. Plus children's entertainment, candle lighting service, camping under the stars, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast, with over 75 bands and speakers, June 27th through the 30th. Tickets and more available online at creationfest.com. Don't miss out on Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon's Crump from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Ike was such a sweet, lovable animal, and people would want to pet him, and they'd come up, and they'd get close to him, and it would be this instant, oh, my dad didn't want to touch him. It's like, ooh, get the stinky dog away from me. Even after we'd give her a bath, she would still stink. Very stinky, both bad breath and bad gas. I asked the vet, and he said, some dogs are just stinky. 
Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. The ingredients convinced me that it was definitely worth trying. After about a week, he started smelling normal. My husband and I were really kind of astonished. Dynavite is nutrition. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This month, drive into spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Mainly clear and warm tonight, the low 65 degrees. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine. It'll be very warm and more humid. A couple of showers and thunderstorms in the area in the afternoon and into tomorrow night. High tomorrow, 84. Sunday, we'll see a couple of more showers around, along with a thunderstorm staying very warm and humid, 85 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. The former Deputy Attorney General of the United States of America and now the President of Grove City College, Paul McNulty, joins us talking about uh, what's in the news in Washington, D.C. With James, with James Comey and Robert Mueller. Yeah, so, Paul, when we read the uh, news stories today, Rod Rosenstein's name is all over them simply because his boss, Jeff Sessions, uh, has recused himself in this investigation. So Rod Rosenstein's job used to be your job. So I'm sure you have all sorts of compassion for the man, right? Um, From your perspective, Paul, can you give us, if it's possible to give us, um, in a nutshell, where we are with this investigation and what you feel is most important for us to know? Well, I think, first of all, um, the Mueller team has brought some charges. They have a trial coming up this summer with Paul Manafort, and uh, that means that the special counsel's office will be busy through the summer and probably into the fall with the case and some related matters. And then meanwhile, it's looking at issues associated with the president. Now, um, I think it's pretty clear from what's been said and what we know from the past that um, the Department of Justice, if it found any criminal misconduct, would um, not be in a position to bring criminal charges against the sitting president. That's a subject that's been um, reviewed multiple times by the Department of Justice, and recent press reports suggest that Bob Mueller understands that. So if you had any concerns about the president, you'd probably have to put them in a report and bring that to Rod Rosenstein, and then the question would be whether or not there is anything that would be forwarded to the House of Representatives, or that would be the end of the Mueller investigation mm-hmm. altogether. It's interesting. I mean, the, the Paul Manafort investigation to me just looks like um, uh, a story of someone's greed and then getting away. You know, it just got away from him, and now he got caught up in something. You know, in the white hot spotlight. But President Trump himself, I mean. It feels as though that the wolves are at the door. Uh, I should say the the Democratic wolves are at the door, and the Republicans are just kind of saying, there's no story here. Let's just get on with this and be done with it all. Well, and how many times does the president say there's been, there's been no proof of collusion? But right. we don't really know that there's no proof of collusion yet, right? 
Well, I don't see any evidence um, of any real significance. I mean, there yes. are certain uh, matters that, that um, have uh, received attention, but to the point of, of um, violating the criminal law, that's another standard. And even the word collusion itself is sort of a misunderstanding because there's no law against collusion. It would be conspiracy to violate federal criminal law. And the thing about Bob Mueller is he knows all that, and I have a lot of trust that um, he would act carefully when considering whether or not there was evidence to support some kind of criminal um, charge of one sort or another. As I said, even if there was, he'd have to um, turn over to DOJ for um, um, not really criminal um, uh, indictment purposes. But more fundamentally, I don't think that we've seen um, through all of the talk about this uh, evidence of of some kind of criminal wrongdoing at this point. So it's a special counsel case that just goes on for a while, and they have these sort of spin-off matters, which mm-hmm. is very common with special counsels and independent counsels, and it takes a lot to play those things out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, as a, a former United States Attorney General and also one of the lead prosecutors on the terrorist attacks of September 11th, and now as the president of Grove City College, there's a large gulf there between personalities and attitudes and people's lives. I mean, you must breathe a breath of fresh air when you wake up in Grove City in the morning. I sure do. You know, when I was in Washington for 30-plus years, I, we deal with um, what basically um, is happening in our culture and uh, what comes to the Department of Justice as real failures in terms of individual behavior. And when I'm at Grove City, I feel as though I'm really upstream in culture, and I have an opportunity to, with my colleagues there to help young people uh, really be well anchored in God's truth and in learning so that uh, they are producing the best mm-hmm. that we can have in society and not dealing with the, all of the worst that I saw when I was at the Department of Justice. All right. Well, we're so happy to know you, Paul. Happy to have you as part of our show. And we want to say happy Memorial Day to you as you're at your uh, vacation destination already. That's right. Well, same to you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we're all thankful for the people who served us to the point of of sacrificing their own lives so that we can have these kinds of conversations and think about our our own system of justice. Amen to that. Thank you, Paul. Paul McNulty, the president of Grove City College. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the differentologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because it just, there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louis was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. I'm Robin Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Every mattress has two sides, so why only use one? If you're considering a no-flip mattress, this is your wake-up call. Two-sided mattresses last much longer, so why is it hard to find a mattress that flips? At Original Mattress, every orthopedic mattress flips. Why? 
Let's just say selling a premium two-sided product that only lets you use one side doesn't fit our values. Don't let them sell you half the mattress at twice the price. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Hi, this is Tun Shokin. Kick off your Memorial Day weekend with me and my good buddy Craig Wolfley on Saturday, May 26th at the Great Lawn across from Heinz Field for our 16th annual Walk for the Homeless. The fun begins at 8 a.m. and ends with lunch and festivities. Money raised that day will benefit Light of Life Rescue Mission, an organization that provides food, shelter, and hope for Pittsburgh's homeless and hurting. There are many ways to get involved. Form a team to walk, become a business sponsor, or volunteer. For more information, visit Light of life.org or call 412-258-6128. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Memorial Day is upon us. The parking lots are empty here at our work and people are ready for three days of R&R. And of course... Memorial Day is far, far more than potato salad and gathering with family and friends. It is to remember those who have given us the greatest sacrifice of their lives in service of this country to keep us free here in America. Our next guest, Peter Kilner, who served more than 30 years in the Army, in the infantry, and on the faculty at West Point, retiring last year at the rank of lieutenant colonel. A 1990 graduate of West Point, he deployed five times to Iraq and Afghanistan to conduct research on combat leadership. Dr. Kilner is currently the chair for character development at West Point. He is the husband of 27 years and a father of four sons, two whom currently serve in the military. Pete, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Pete. So as we reflect on this Memorial Day, 30 years in the United States Army, and I'm sure within those 30 years, Pete, uh, unfortunately you've had comrades, men that you've served with, who have passed away in the, the line of duty. Would you mind telling us a story about someone who comes to your, comes to your mind when you think about that ultimate sacrifice? Um, yes. Um, you know, just four of my students, people who are cadets at West Point, um, were killed in the war, mm-hmm. uh, and, and friends from when I was at West Point. Um, I'd like to talk about one, uh, Pennsylvanian, uh, David Bernstein. Uh, he was an exceptional cadet. He was West Point class of 2001. Uh, I had the privilege to teach him in two classes. Uh, extraordinarily smart. He graduated fifth in the class wow. out of about 1,000 graduates. Uh, a great athlete, a recruited swimmer, um, and the captain of the swim team his senior year. And super tough. Yeah, he, was, he completed the Navy's uh, combat diver qualification course as a cadet. 
and then returned to train other cadets uh, to go to that school, which is one of the most difficult schools in the military. So a truly exceptional cadet, and uh, he was working, he, he uh, applied for a Rhodes Scholarship, uh, and I was working with him on that, and I remember one time, it was October of 2000, and the USS Cole had just been attacked by terrorists, by al-Qaeda, um, in Yemen, killing a bunch of uh, sailors. And I just saw it as a news story, and, and he said, you know, that's why I'm here. And I asked, you know, what he meant by that, and uh, he was a devout Jew, and in high school he had gone to Israel in the summers to work. And he said, you know, the threat for our country in the future is violent, radical Islam. Wow. And he said, I, I came here, I'm going to go infantry, and then I'm going to get in special forces, uh, because we have to defend ourselves. Hmm. And really, that, that enemy wasn't on my radar screen at the time. It was just coming up on our countries. But, you know, 11 months later, when 9-11 happened, uh, I thought, yep, <laughs> Uh, Cadet Bernstein was right. Uh, by that point, he was a lieutenant. He did deploy uh, to Iraq in 2003. I got to meet with him up in Kirkuk uh, in May of 2003 uh, when he was deployed there. Um, and then on October 18th, uh, he was uh, killed uh, in an ambush. Mm. Um, so just an exceptional you know, young man, great American, um, serving for all the right reasons. Uh, but um, was always willing to give his life. We wished he didn't have to, and I'm sure it's you know is uh, very difficult for his family, yes. for both his parents and his sister. So, Pete, when you're at West Point and these young men pass through your life, you, there's an there's a an, a friendship, a relationship, an intimacy that happens, and so then you hear the story of of their passing on the battlefield. That still has to affect you deeply, doesn't it? It does, uh, and because you know, a bond is formed, a bond around shared values, much like you know a, a religious community or any community where the people come together for the things they believe in most, uh, or at least very strongly. Yes. And uh, so West Point actually has a thing. We had it just earlier this month. It's called Inspiration to Serve, in which all of the sophomores, there's one day where there's no classes, and all of the sophomores go to the West Point Cemetery, and family members and friends of people who have died in battle, who were buried there, um, tell their story. <laughs> and it's done at the end of sophomore year, because uh, when they start their junior year, they're committed to the military. I see. And so we want them to understand both the strong bonds of love that form in the military, because people were talking about you know, friends who died 35 years ago in um, Vietnam or wherever else, uh, but also the real risks of what um, people are signing up to do for our country. Yes. We're talking with retired lieutenant colonel from the United States Army, Peter Kilner. Peter, oftentimes, you know, here we sit as civilians and we hear about battlefield uh, deaths, and it seems, you know, to us, antiseptic in some ways. But I'm curious about what happens when a soldier dies on the battlefield. What what are the things that take place the moment of that death? 
Yeah, it's um, of course there's going to be variability, uh, but it, in several cases that I was involved in, um, it, when the soldier dies there on the battlefield, uh, well, what you see is from when they die to when they're buried, and hopefully, well beyond, um, those soldiers are honored. So I've seen situations where a soldier dies on the battlefield, and as they're putting me to the body bag, um, you know, the squad comes together, and they, you know, they pray over him, pray for him and his family, and uh, and really, you know, kiss him on the forehead. And then, as soon as a soldier is reported killed. Um, the, the killed and the wounded, we have the luxury of our logistics are not carried together. And so when a soldier who's been killed is transported from the battlefield all the way back to the United States or several steps along the way, um, it's referred to as hero birds or hero flights. And so whenever, you know, there's been a, a firefight or a battle or an IED, they'll announce at the at the outpost, hey, there's an uh, inbound hero bird. And everyone who can, who is engaged in something else, um, will go out to greet it. And as, you know, the remains are carried, usually it's just on a stretcher at that point, um, people line up uh, on both sides and salute. And that happens, you know, from the battlefield back to their little outpost. Then they usually fly to a major airport, Baghdad or, or Bagram Air Force um, base in, uh, in Afghanistan. And again, when the flight's coming in, people go out to, to, to greet and to honor. And then typically once a day there's a, a, an aircraft, an airplane, that will be flying back that is um, carrying those who, the remains of those who have been killed. And there is a ramp ceremony. And there'll be hundreds of people out there again as well. So it, it's, it always touched me the first time I saw it and then every time I was able to participate in it, in that, you know, as soon as they're there, once they've died, we will honor them and as best we can honor their families every step of the way. Yes. So Peter here for us, Monday's Memorial Day. We take that time one day a year to pause to honor the war dead. And hearing you tell these stories and talk about what happens on the battlefield, you carry Memorial Day in your heart every day, don't you? Um, yes, I think it's important that we we never forget. Right, the Every person who joins the military is making really a great act of faith in, in our country. They don't know who's going to lead them. They don't know what wars they're going to be asked to go fight, um, but they're really giving of themselves. And when they give the last full measure, um, I think it's important that we remember them and their families, not just one day a year, um, but every day. And I think our country's greatest debt should be to our severely wounded warriors and their families and to those who have been killed and their families, uh, because our, you know, our country's first responsibility, the government's first responsibility is to protect the people. And 
we should honor those who who give their lives or sacrifice so much in order to provide that protection. Amen to that. Well, Lieutenant Colonel, thank you. Thank we, you. We certainly appreciate your service and your ability to tell the story yeah. here to our, our audience today. And we, uh, we're just uh, so happy that you're with us here today for that. Thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. From West Point, Lieutenant Colonel Peter Kilner has been with us. Peter is a wonderful writer. I would say please look him up online. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Peter Kilner. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeal Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities, and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Hey, uh, speaking of heroes, Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente. Yeah. Roberto Clemente uh, won the uh, World Series MVP in 1971. And so as was the custom then, if you were the World Series MVP, you were awarded a car mm-hmm. by one of the major, you know, the big three. Mm-hmm. And you're, so You're still awarded that. You, oh, you still mm-hmm. get a car. Okay. So probably now a truck. It was a truck last yeah. year. Okay, last year yeah, I remember yeah. it being a truck. So Roberto Clemente won a uh, Dodge Challenger and um, – I'm sorry, a Dodge Charger. Mm, there there okay, is a difference. a difference. There's a big difference. Right. And so he drove that car. And after Roberto so Clemente – that was his actual car. Yeah. And after Roberto Clemente passed away, his family continued to hold on to that car. Um, a few years back, it was uh, finally uh, – um, Sold, I guess I should say, sold to a, a guy named Randy Dye, who lives in Daytona Beach, Florida. And Randy was a Pittsburgher and grew up, like a lot of guys my age, as a, a lover of Roberto. And so he took that Dodge Charger apart piece by piece by piece. The car had 37,000 original miles wow. on it. Wow. 1971, 72 Dodge Charger. And then... He put it back together and restored it in pristine condition with the sole purpose, after he paid more than $100,000 for this car, the sole purpose of allowing nonprofit organizations to use this car as a fundraiser Is initiative. Is that right? Yeah. So now it's going to be uh, out here in the city of Pittsburgh, well, not close to the city of Pittsburgh, in Venango County this weekend for people to see to benefit a Little League uh, charity. Isn't that? And a, you can go out and I you can mean, go sit in that, that car. That's for the love of the job. That sure is. I mean, wow. Yeah. So you get to sit inside Roberto Clemente's special that's edition wonderful. 
440 Magnum bet, Charger. Let me just guess that that's beautiful. I bet it is. It's orange. Oh, is it orange? Yeah. Really? Yeah, with a white leather interior. Wow. Yeah. So their goal is to raise $30,000 for a Little League field. You go out there and you support Venango oh, Little that's League. that's great. Sit in Clem- Roberto Clemente's car. Yeah, if you're from Venango County, you don't yeah. want to miss that no this way. weekend. We were just looking at a picture of a bullet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve McQueen. Yeah, so here's the weird thing. we're talking about beautiful classic cars. So Ford Motor Company is no longer going to produce cars. The only I car they're going to produce. That. Yeah. I can't what? I mean, you think of the Model T. Right. I mean, it's Henry Ford's, you, <laughs> you know. You thought Model T. I thought Escort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're sort of closely aligned. Yeah, quite, oh, yeah. Quite honestly, if you've ever driven a Ford yeah. Escort. Yeah, so the Model T to the Model A to the Ford Escort, the Ford Fiesta. They're all, see you later. I own a Ford, a Ford Taurus. Gone. Right? Yeah. So no longer Ford will produce cars, only the Mustang and SUVs and trucks. Well, so your next car can be an F-150. I'll be happy to have one of those. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us. We always appreciate your time with us. Have yourself a very safe, a very holy honoring those war dead for Memorial Day 2018. We'll see you Tuesday, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.